I'm talking about if you just lay out for that purpose. In the book of 1 Corinthians this morning, we want to look at chapter number 9. We did read this the other day. And uh, we noticed a little bit about it and started on it, but didn't get too far. In verse number 22, Paul talks about it. He said, To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now Paul's saying, I am made all things to all men. And it kind of reminds me, and I guess this is where these people get it. If you're going to win the hippie, you've got to be a hippie. Have you ever heard people talk like that? If I'm going to be around people that's in sin, I'm going to have to look like them and be like them to win them. Or I'm not going to have, they're not going to, the bad thing about that is they will turn you. Flesh is the weakest thing you've got about you. It's not the strongest part. Your flesh is the weakest thing you own. Remember that. Don't let nobody tell you different. Your flesh will give in to things that your mind won't give in to sometimes. Your flesh has got fleshly desires and earthly desires. God made it that way. You can't change that. That's the reason He's going to change it when we step into His presence. One day we won't have any problem with the flesh. Amen. Because we'll have a new body. And I do give God the praise and the glory for that. Amen. I said something to Miss Bonnie when she came up to the piano, something about it. And I said, that's just what happened to get old. And she made some kind of statement like, yeah, I don't like getting old. And I said, no, I don't either. But I'm looking forward to getting young again. Amen. Amen. And uh, my youth has swift away, I mean, swiftly passed away. But uh, my youth is coming back. But the next time I'll never grow old. Now that blows people's minds if you don't know anything about God. It wouldn't blow nobody in here. But I appreciate that. So Paul is saying here in verse 22, he said to the weak became I as weak. In other words, I wasn't trying to impress that I was any great thing and not to impress them. We're not trying to impress the world. We're not trying to impress the lost. Many times I have, probably you have too. You know, we might like to think about what we've done for God. Well, what we've done for God, God's put that on record, and it's in cold storage now. Amen. That might not be a good way to say it. God's got it locked down under, amen, lock and key. And he'll unlock it one day, and we'll face everything we've done. You don't have to go around bragging about what you have done or Amen. Thought about doing, and, and uh, amen. God knows. So we're not trying to impress the lost today that we are anything. Matter of fact, Paul will tell you that he's not anything at all. We'll get to that today. But he said to them that are without. Oh, see, to, to the weak, he says, became I as weak. I became like them, uh, and he's not talking about in sin now. That I might gain the weak. In other words, he didn't want 
He didn't want to get around somebody that's lost and make them think he's a philosopher or high up on the totem pole with God. He recognized if it wasn't for the grace of God, he'd be in the very same spot they're sitting in the very same lifestyle that they're living. And he knew that God had changed him, made him a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Matter of fact, he's given us all those things in the Word of God. Then Paul said, I am made. Uh, uh, I am made all things to all men. In other words, God made me just like them. uh, And God's given Paul a special way and a special talent and a special, uh, I guess, means of reaching people. Don't you think the Apostle Paul has reached a lot of people? Still doing it today, ain't he? Touching me and you today. Thank God for that. And then he said that I might by all means save some. Now God has put it here, and, and this is something sometimes we forget. God gives us the special abilities, the special talents. Uh, I don't know hardly how to say it. The I guess just the instrumentality about us, our character. What is it you have sometimes that, you know, just the way you act, your your attitude, the way you live, that impresses or turns people off, don't it? And God had given Paul a special way in his life not to turn them off, but to help them. And I pray God helped me with it. Uh, we have problems with the flesh. I don't think I have to keep hammering on that. You know you do. That's the problem I have, my flesh. Amen. We'll talk more about that as we go on today. But we're seeing Paul is saying, I am made all things to all men. He didn't make him a sinner to sin with them. Amen. I heard a preacher one time, he said, let my hair grow out a little longer because I'm working with, with a hippie bunch. And uh, they don't like short hair. And I said, you'd want to compromise the Word of God to try to win them? You think that's going to work? It won't. All you do is ruin his testimony. Amen. Actually, people down deep inside want the truth. They won't admit it. They may fuss about it when you give it to them. But they want the truth. We are in a society now that wants the truth. That's where they're seeking. Matter of fact, in the situation of the world, the way the world's going, and on a downhill, I don't run into many people today that think the country's going in a good direction. Have you had anybody this week brag about what's happening? Looking good around here? Best time we've ever had? I hadn't. Amen. Matter of fact, they're, they're so down in the mouth. They don't even want to talk about it. Amen. Especially get into the government and the things that's going on. They don't want to talk about it. Uh, they don't really see any hope in it. And if you're not careful, you look at that and think, boy, if that's going to be the hope, we're in trouble. But our hope's not in this world. It's in Christ. So that's what keeps us going. Uh, we don't reach out and hold what they're saying and doing. We reach above, look above, trust in God. So now we're looking at 1 Corinthians 
uh, 9.22. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians 15. We'll get the other two in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This will be the three of them that we're talking about today. These two are, next two are found in verse 9 and verse number 10 of chapter 15. So we look at this and we'll see what he's saying this morning. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 and verse 9, Paul says, For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Paul automatically puts himself up in comparison to the other apostles who were at one time a disciple. Amen. You say, well, Paul wasn't no disciple. I believe God trained him and taught him on the backside, not the backside of the desert, but in, uh, in a desert in Arabia when he was speaking to God. I believe God discipled him. And so he was an apostle. That was one of the things they had to do. They had to see Christ. I'm not going to get into the details of what they had to be to be an apostle. That's not what we're teaching on today. But he said, I'm one of the least of all of them. Of course, he knew Judas is gone. He wasn't a real apostle anyhow. He said, for I'm the least of the apostles. He counted himself less than anybody. Uh, can you just see somebody bragging about I'm a better preacher than this and a better preacher than that one? I now preach that old boy and I now preach him. Uh, that's not the route God wants us to take. That's pride. God don't want that. But Paul's saying, look, I am the least of the apostles. I'm the least of them. I'm one of the least. There's not much to this old boy, he'd say. There's not much to me. And you say, well, I look at him and see he was. But see, Paul had to have the right attitude. You have to have the right attitude about yourself too. Uh, sometimes God blesses you. I guarantee you this morning there's been times in your life you thought you was the most blessed person in the world. If you haven't, uh, let me know. We need to pray for you. You need a handful on purpose somewhere. I've been handed a bad deal every once in a while. And when, I, when I'm handed a bad deal, everybody else knows it. Just like when you're handed a bad deal, everybody else knows it too because you tell it. We don't like to be handed bad uh, information and stuff. We don't like to be mistreated, do we? I've thought about all that. And uh, I've thought about some of the things back in days past. And matter of fact, it's easy for me now to look at the Scriptures and what the Bible teaches us is don't look to the back. Don't, don't look back, but press toward the mark. And so if I get to uh, thinking about things that's happened to me in churches that I've pastored for all these 50 years, Lord have mercy, I'll get down in the dumps. Uh, my tongue will be dragging the floor in a minute. My chin will be dropping. And I'll be discouraged and want to quit. I remember them times in my life when I've wanted to quit, tried to quit, and couldn't quit. And uh, I thought I was justified to do it. You said, no, you ain't. Well, I know that. But don't you ever get to them attitudes? Amen. You've been there. I know you have. If you've faced anything of opposition toward the devil, you want to quit. But I'm glad the Lord didn't. Amen. Amen. He kept a going. So... 
Paul says, I feel like I'm the least. He said, I am the least of the apostles. Put them all together. I'm on the bottom of the totem pole. Every one of them is better than I am. And I believe Paul actually believed that. I don't believe he was trying to kid himself. I don't believe he was trying to convince himself that he was least. He knew. And why? He tells us why. Because he, he knew that the other guys didn't do this. He said, that am not meet to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. What they're standing for, I've been, I was at one time an enemy of the church. I fought the church. I despised the church. I hated the church. I'd haul them off to prison and try to kill them. I had no respect for them at all. Can you see that? Can you see? I don't believe Paul ever got over his past life. And uh, you know, if you've got a bad past life, it'll make you present life even brighter to think about how bad you were. I don't un- and, and, and let me just let me just share this little thought with you. I don't know how far this will go over, and I don't know how close I can get this down to terms to where we can understand it. But just think about the multitudes in our churches today that have turned over a new leaf in their life. They have quit doing certain things. They've given up a few things in life. They quit going to certain places. And, and they're, all they've done for the last 20 or 30 years is trim off a few things here and there. Pick up something else and then drop off this. And for the past years that they say they've been saved, they've been dropping things and picking up things that's supposed to be right doing things better. But they don't know anything about the personal touch of God in their heart. They've had a head change, a mind change, and to some extent a body change. And Paul is trying to say to us and let us know right here, I know what I did. I persecuted the church. I hated the church. And I imagine he probably remembered holding the cloak or the coat of Stephen while they stoned him to death. And all that he did. And that haunted him. You said, well, you shouldn't be haunted by things. Well, don't you have things in your life that you wished you never had done? Now, you know today they're on the blood, don't you? If you don't, you need to get that done now. But you know they're on the blood. But just cause they're on the blood don't give you the opportunity or, or, or don't, don't give your mind settlement that you shouldn't think about it. It does come up. You said there's the Holy Spirit. I don't believe the Holy Spirit reminds us. I believe it's the devil. See, the devil's always trying to accuse me before God to show me. Now, he knows what I've done. He's watched me. He's got a record. He's got a memory like you wouldn't believe. They called him the anointed cherub. That's pretty, pretty bright to me. And he remembers every little fine detail of what I have done back yonder before I got right with God. Now, he don't remind me that those things are under the blood. He don't remind me that God put them behind his back. God, I mean, the devil don't do that to us. The Spirit of God does. But he tells us how bad we are and he wants to convince us how bad we are 
And he wants us to, you know, recognize that. And if nothing else, he's in the business today to give us a guilt trip so that we won't do anything active for God. Right? And so he, he, he murderizes us. Might not be a good word, but he, he uh, you know, gets to a place where he, he just destroys us. He tries to ruin our testimony, tries to ruin our character. And Paul said, I'm least. He said, for I am the least of the apostles. All these other guys, they hadn't done that. They hadn't fought the church. Matter of fact, they just got started in it and kept up with it. And uh, they haven't fought the church. They've, they've been in it since day one. But I fought them. I fought the church. And, and I was against them. He said, I persecuted the church of God. I didn't persecute the church of the world. I didn't persecute the church of the town. I didn't persecute the system of religion. I per persecuted the church. Amen. Notice this. He said the church of God. I mean, I've stooped about as low as anybody could get. When you're persecuting God's people, you're in trouble. And Paul said, and I believe Paul had a regret and remorse. Don't you, don't you have a feeling remorse even after you've been saved of what you did in the past? It might not have been but just an old lie that the devil reminds you you told one time. But it tears you up on the inside if you're saved. Now, if you're not saved, you just kind of push it off like anything to it. That's what I try to tell people who are not sure about their salvation. Uh, I believe God's people are one of the most and, and are the most sensitive people on the face of the earth. This arrogancy and pride and all that stuff, I always say two things about that. One, they're either lost and having that pride or they have backslidden on God and got cold indifferent and get filled with pride. Yeah. You'll have to figure out which one you've got. If you've got any kind of arrogancy about your pride that come in your heart and you feel like you're better than somebody else, you need to do one of two things. You need to get saved or you need to get forgiven for the way your attitude has gotten. You got cold. Amen. Somebody said, well, if you got arrogance and I get you going to hell, well, suppose you have been born again. I don't know where you are or not. I can tell where I have or not. I know that. And I've got that assurance of that being saved. I know that. I'm as sure that I'm saved today as anybody is or anybody could be because I got Bible proof of my salvation. But the thing is, I'm not always right. My attitude gets wrong. Amen. You just box me around and slap me around a little bit and things you can change things about me. Amen. It might take a little while, but you'll make me mad enough after a while. I don't think I'm the only one in here like that. The body just don't like to be whopped around and twisted around, pushed around, and it takes the grace of God 
for a child of God to stand clean and clear. But the Lord did it and showed it to us, proved it to us, and we can do it. Amen. I can do all things through Christ with strength and the greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Thank God for that. That's good shouting weather right there just to praise God for it. So Paul is saying here in this verse, he's saying, for I am the least. Least, what's that mean? Uh, that means the bottom rung, I suppose. He's saying I had not even got up on the first step yet. I ain't climbed to the top. I ain't got halfway up the ladder yet. I'm the least. All these others, the, the others are, the other 11 are better off than I am. They're better men than I am. And uh, I actually believe Paul believed that. He is convinced that what he had done was so wrong. I hear people say, well, I didn't do all this much. I just, you hear people making light of what they did before they got saved? Watch their lifestyle. Little bitty things in my life seems little bitty things to others, but tear me all to pieces because I did it. Amen. I, I can think of times in my life when I thought bad about somebody. And I... I thought I was doing something. I thought, I'm right. I know I am. I am. But then the Lord reminds me that I'm wrong. And I'm not to have that attitude. And little things like that tear me all to pieces. And the devil brings it back up sometimes. And I say, now devil, I got that under the blood. Amen. You tell him that enough and he'll quit bothering you. He'll just hunt it. You know what he does? He just turns another page in his book. And brings up something else that you hadn't... Have, has something just ever popped up in your brain that you did back yonder, way back yonder, you was a little boy or girl? And you'd forgot all about it and hadn't even remembered it since then? Huh? How many's had that to happen? Now, I hadn't thought of that. You know where it's got its origination, don't you? The devil. He don't forget nothing. He's got it. He's got it written on you. He's got more. He got more records and references on you than you think about. He's got more evidence to prove. And you know the bad thing about it when he brings it up, uh, you can't argue with what he says because you know he's right. He just he just got it camouflaged, just like he did with Eve. What did he say to Eve? No, you're not going to die. You're going to become his gods. Actually, it lied to her. And that's what he's telling you every time he reminds you of something. Oh, this is awful, terrible. And, you know, you get to feeling bad. And then the next thing you know, you're talking to somebody about the Lord. And he's reminding That's when he does it a lot of times. He's reminding you what you used to do. You used to do stuff just like they did. Don't you remember when you were like that? And make you feel bad. And I just keep it going because I know, uh, you know, when you get older, I believe the older you get, the more you feel like living for God and the more sense you get. Now, they don't always go that way. Sometimes I know some is older, they're meaner than the devil himself. They didn't grow. I'd like to think that I'm better off spiritually now than I was 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 40 years ago. Ain't that right, Miss Sue L? 
I'd like to think that anyhow. I may not be, but that's what I like to think. Amen. I, I mean, when they look at my old body over, I like to, like to hear, I couldn't, I'll be on the other side. I won't be listening no how. But I'd like for it to be said, uh, uh, he, he was a good old man. Amen. I don't care you're talking about being an old man because you won't be able to see the truth and see how young I am. But hey, I want you to know the devil reminds us of our past. It's a little old fellow said one time, when the devil reminds me of my past, you know what I do? He said, I remind him of his future. Yeah. And that's what you do. Right. Amen. Actually, you may not have ever done this, and you may think I'm crazy. I say a thing sometimes that I'm sure people say, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a crazy hillbilly or something. But I, sometimes I have been bothered by the devil that I have actually taken my Bible and read about his defeat out of the book of Revelation, and I read it out loud and said, Now, devil, take that. I usually find that he kicks me in the seat of the pants before the day's out for doing it, but, amen, he don't quit. All right, now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 10. We found in verse 9 that Paul said, I made all things to all men. Verse 9, he says, I'm the least of the apostles in chapter 15. But in verse 10, he says, but by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Now, the devil tells us what he thinks we are, what he Wants us to see and perceive ourselves as what we are. But so Paul says, but for the grace of God, I am what I am. Now, beloved, that's what we are. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Now, he counts himself as nothing. He's... He's on the bottom of the line. He's the least among the, the apostles. Uh, I mean, when you listed all of them, I'm sure Paul would say, put, mine on, put my name on the bottom. I come on last. I'm in here now. But put my name on the bottom. Amen. If anybody wanted their name on the top, probably was Peter. <laughs> but Paul would want to be on the bottom. And uh, I'm looking at these things, and all these apostles had different characteristics and different characters, and, you know, they, they were just different. There's no two men alike. There's no two women alike. There's no two children alike. You can have four or five kids, and every one of them will be different. Now, they may all have a lot of good characteristics that are the same. But there's some of them, amen, likes cornbread, and one of them won't, another won't like the cornbread. You know what I'm saying? That, that is, God didn't make us all the same. Uh, I'm not like you. You're not like me 100%. We all have things that we're in agreement with and that we like, and it's things we hate. And what you hate, I may like. What I like, you may hate. And I'm not. I'm talking about in just about every area of life. 
We don't have the same ambitions. One man likes to work on automobiles, another likes to uh, build houses. You see what I'm saying? They just have that. And we have to have that to make the world go around. But Paul said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am what I am. Ain't nothing didn't change. The grace of God's made me what I am. I was a persecutor. I was a reviler. Actually, I was a murderer. But God saved me. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. God made a new creature out of me. I was lost and undone. Can you imagine today things that Paul did that people wouldn't even accept today? They forget those things. I said, well, to go, the devil's the one that reminds us of our past, of what we've done. And he likes to do that. He likes to cause trouble and division among our hearts and lives. All he's trying to do is stop us. Actually stop us from doing anything for God. And if we listen to the devil, we would never do anything for God. We listen to the devil, we wouldn't read our Bible. We listen to the devil, we wouldn't pray. Now you know why people don't pray and read. Amen. They're listening to the devil. You said, preacher, you believe that? I preach anything. Amen. I believe that. You know who keeps me from studying my Bible? The devil. Through my flesh. He, he, he convinces this flesh that it don't need that. He convinces this flesh that that's not the best thing to do for my time. Amen. And uh, then if you start doing it anyhow, the devil will fight that. He'll fight every time you use for your Bible. He'll, start, he'll fight every time you use to pray. He'll stop every time you try to witness to people. You, have you ever found how hard it is to witness to people in the public? It's not easy, is it? Have you ever found how hard it is to read your Bible? Just sit down and read your Bible? Somebody will knock on your door, your phone will ring. Amen. The cat got to go outside or something. Something happens. Amen. I don't have no cat. Don't think that's what happened to me. But anyhow, I'm telling you. You see what I'm saying today? The devil is in the business to try to stop us. And Paul's trying to say, I am what I am by the grace of God. And I do give God the praise and the glory for that. So we dealt with three I am's. Out of the book of 1 Corinthians today, I am made all things to all men. I am the least of the apostles, and I am what I am. Amen. And so that's something to brag about. Amen. I am what I am. Now, I, when, when, and I don't believe Paul is trying to say the attitude I've got that's bad, God made that. That ain't what Paul's talking about. Somebody said, well, you know, you, you may have a mouth that you pop off all, all too much sometimes and say things you shouldn't say. There's a lot of people do that. And you say something, you say, well, I am what I am. Don't blame God for that. You mean you're not under subjection? Amen. It should bother you that they can call on you for that. But we ought to try to live above reproach in this world. Amen. Would you agree with that? Or to live, try our best to live without a reproach. All right, that's got us on these. Next week we'll pick up another round of these I am's and I'll go a little bit further. Thank God for the Apostle Paul. I pray that God might help us. Let's get ready for the regular worship. We'll bow our heads and pray and ask God to help us in everything we do today. And the songs that we sing, the prayers we pray, the words that are uttered, may God today have His will in His way. May somebody be touched, some heart and life be changed. May God move upon the congregation. That's my 
divine priority or my prayer to a divine God today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the goodness of God, for watching over us, for caring for us. Now touch the remainder of the service. Thank you for the liberty of the Spirit of God. It's in the house of the Lord today. Thank you, Lord, for moving upon our soul, getting us where we need to be, and we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. For it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God, ladies and gentlemen.